Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. This is episode 5, and do I ever have a story for you? And I'm getting a knack for this. I'm going to tell you about 2006, our vacation to Lebanon, my mother's country of birth. The Lebanese blood flows in these veins. This story has everything you would ever believe. Death, destruction, chaos, mayhem, and honestly, it has changed me to the person who I am today. So let's not take any more of your time and let's get right into it. Family Vacation 2006 from Edmonton to Beirut, Lebanon. One of the most beautiful countries I have ever been to in my life and I have traveled quite a bit and you'll hear all about my journeys. 2006 we land in Beirut, Lebanon, Al Hariri Airport and it was just a breath of fresh air. When you land everyone is so excited, everyone starts clapping, everyone starts cheering. It's just a great feeling. I just love that every time I land, it's just priceless. Well, we get off the airplane, we go to our house, we're enjoying our vacation. We're, you know, just family, friends. My boys I grew up with going back and forth to Lebanon. I'm um, maybe 19 at the time. I have my international license. I always have a ride out there. I'm always styling, having a great time. Well, we decided to go to Syria, me and a few of the older boys. We went to Syria. Day two into Syria, we hear breaking news. The militia that governs Lebanon and kind of the protector of its borders, Hezbollah, captured Israeli soldiers on our side of the border, the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces. When we heard that news, we knew we had to get back. We headed back to Lebanon. We ended up in the village of Saadneye, where a lot of my boys are from. From Saadneye, I ripped back to Beirut. Before I can even get to Beirut, the cat was out of the bag. If Lebanon doesn't return the Israeli soldiers, it is going to be an all-out war. And we thought we should be safe because there's so many tourists there and nothing's going to happen. Well, were we ever mistaken? First thing that happened, airstrike, airport. Second thing, bridges demolished. Third thing, infrastructure just being destroyed anywhere from radio towers, TV stations. Also, they did something that I could never believe. There was a big warship you could see from the coastline and it was making sure no food or oil or or whatever was coming in and out of the country. So now we knew we were in I wouldn't say a hellhole, but what you see on TV now with Ukraine. But in this situation, it's a little different because, how can I say it? Modern day war has no mercy. It has no feelings. These airplanes, these drones, these missiles, they do what they're meant to do. They kill and they destroy. I remember uh, we were staying in a hotel on the Raushi. And right by the Raushi, there's the, the lighthouse for boats and etc. Well, one night we were sleeping and all of a sudden boom the explosion you never heard anything like it the next morning we noticed they blew up the lighthouse I remember uh, cruising around and every time the Israeli army was gonna strike somewhere usually they would drop this big steel canister and it would explode in the air and leave a bunch of leaflets like thousands of leaflets to fly down and it would tell you you have three hours to leave this area you got to understand Lebanon is is small congested you 
can't just hit one building without demolishing a bunch of other stuff in the area. You got elderly people. Like, this country isn't built on infrastructure where you can just get everyone out of a building and think it's going to be all good to blow up this area and that area. So there was a lot, a lot of civilians. I don't know if it was all documented, but I seen with my own eyes the death, the destruction. I seen what the people were going through firsthand. I had a vehicle. I was asked to help pick up people, take them from this school or this hospital to this area, grab supplies, take it to another area. I'm just a tourist, a civilian, but these are my people, my second home. I'm born and raised in Canada. My dad's Palestinian. My mother's Lebanese. This was everything to me. My oldest brother was living there at the time and he was doing his thing as well, helping what he could help with. But let me tell you, the fear, the chaos, the devastation, it was something I could never believe a Canadian citizen would go through or would see with his own eyes. And myself, I didn't think I'd be in modern day war. I like playing Call of Duty and watching war movies. But I never thought in a million years I would be hearing in the sky all you hear day and night is from the airplanes, hearing the explosions of buildings and bridges being demolished. You can hear it from miles away. It, it's just horrifying. Also, not only I had a vehicle there, I grew up with the boys there. We had scooters and etc. But we would go to the areas and man, the rubble of a, of a 20 story building, 30 story building, people, families crying, their mother, their grandmother, their kids, they didn't leave the building. They weren't leaving their home for nothing. Honestly, it just kills me inside. It, it kills me to know to know all those people were dying and getting killed and they couldn't do nothing about it. Just the war is disgusting. We don't we can't comprehend the politics that goes behind all these things and what the objective of every nation or country is. Maybe these soldiers they kidnapped was gonna free thousands of Palestinians, thousands of Lebanese. I don't know, but the devastation of not releasing those soldiers, Israel giving the green light and to do what they did is absolutely atrocious. I just want to let everyone know it's not cool to be in war. It's not fun. It's actually heartbreaking. I was never scared, but let me retract that statement. I was scared, but not for myself. I was scared for my mother my father, my friends, cousins that lived there their whole lives. At one point, we got, a, I think, day 13. The Canadian embassy called my dad's cell. I don't even know how they got his number. They said, everybody come to the port. We're going to evacuate you guys. They gave us a time, a place. We get to the port. There's thousands and thousands of people there. There's cruise ships that aren't supposed to be in the port of Lebanon. There's other kinds of boats I have never seen in my life. So they tell us, they're calling you by name on a loud speaker and they'd call your family's name you'd show your passports and they'd let you in this gate absolute chaos but we obviously had to get home i never been a refugee and i don't know if this is what it means to be a refugee they put us on these boats canada didn't have the big cruise ship like america but uh we get on these it's like a tugboat it had like maybe it could fit 250 people i don't know if it's a tugboat but it was just a little boat there's people in wheelchairs there's people with breathing machines there's kids babies thank god me and my sister and my parents were good 
good health and strong. We get on this boat and the boat is going to take us to Cyprus. And when we started traveling, it was still daytime. And I remember when we were going distance, maybe like 10, 15 football fields away, I can see that goddamn war machine that I can see that goddamn warship. And it is such a just a disgusting sight. I wish that ship has never arrived the outskirts of Lebanon. And I don't know how much missiles or whatever they shot out of that thing but man that thing is the devil we left during the day we got to cyprus at night we unloaded they put us in like a gymnasium gym they gave us a little paper bag it had like a sandwich it had milk yogurt maybe a granola bar there was little little like blankets and pillows all over the floor for everyone but uh we got there a little bit late so we didn't have a spot i went to the use the washroom right when you walk into the washroom i instantly puked my guts out toilets were overflowing no more toilet paper and it just it, it's i guess it's that's what chaos is right from there we caught another boat to uh, turkey from turkey they flew us to montreal when we landed in montreal there was like canadian red cross i think or i'm not sure what you call them they were checking our vital signs our health the old people the babies they were talking if you needed a counselor for what you seen and what you witnessed i skipped all that stuff I, I felt okay at the time and uh, I remember we flew to Edmonton that following day like we spent the night and then then halfway through the day we caught a flight to Edmonton and I was just so happy to be landing at home and I remember right when I got off the plane all I could think of is my family that was still behind and my cousins and there was nothing I can do for them and I didn't know if they were they were gonna strike their building if they were gonna strike it's it's just disgusting I can't even explain what I seen. I just don't wish that upon anyone, mostly not being involved ever or seeing anything like that in your life. Well, that's another one from me. I hope you enjoyed that story. If you know anyone that was in modern day war, you want them on my podcast, please inbox me. My social medias are all on my bio. My email is on my bio. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum.